A pity you haven't a woman to warm your bed, Stirrer added with a shrug. Ragnar sent him a wry look. The last I heard, there are women in Era. I might find one yet. He'd had a few women over the years, but none of them compared to her. Though he'd tried time and again to purge Elena from his mind, there were many nights when he awakened, covered with sweat, his shaft hard with visions of the woman he loved. By the blood of Thor, he had to stop thinking of it. Elena belonged to Stir, and there was never any hope that it would change. Once she quickened with her husband's seed, she would find her happiness. Ragnar tightened his hand upon his sword and reached for his shield to distract his mind. Stir took his own shield, adding, I'm glad you're here. I need strong fighters among my men. To emphasize his point, he lightly punched Ragnar's upper arm. Ragnar responded by seizing Stir's wrist and holding it fast. I've bested you a time or two, because I allowed it. But his friend sent him a dark smile. Stir was like a brother to him. He had taught him how to fight after Ragnar's father had neglected to do so. They had trained together in secret, until Ragnar could wield a sword as well as him. In truth, Ragnar was the better fighter, but Stir would never admit it. Ragnar said quietly, I'll always guard your back, and so he would. Despite his traitorous feelings, he would never betray his greatest friend. After dropping their anchor, they waded through the waist-high water. Elena remained on board the ship, as if uncertain whether or not to approach. You can stay on the ship if you want, Ragnar told her. We'll see if it's safe. She appeared troubled, but shook her head. No, I want to go with the others. Perhaps if they see me, they won't think you're attacking. Her reasoning made sense, for invaders rarely had a woman among them. But still, he intended to keep her behind the others. Ragnar helped her down, trying not to let his hands linger upon her slender form. She wore a cream-coloured gown with a softer rose apron pinned at the shoulders with golden brooches. Her hair was in tight braids pinned to her head, and she winced as she made her way through the frigid water. We'll build a fire for you soon enough, he promised. Ahead, Steer had his battle axe firmly in his grasp, and all of them studied the settlement. It was unnaturally silent, which set Ragnar on edge. The scent of outdoor fires lingered, and he saw evidence of a tribe that had fled. A pot of liquid boiled, the steam rising in the cold air, but there was no one to tend it. A length of cloth lay discarded on the ground, as if its owner had fled too quickly to take it. Stay back, Ragnar warned Elena. As he trudged through the water, his vision seemed to blur, his footing growing less stable. The lack of sleep from the violent storms was starting to affect him. He pushed back against the spinning sensation, ignoring his body's demands for rest. Something was wrong within the settlement. There were no people and no animals. With each step forward, his mind dulled. He couldn't seem to grasp a clear thought, and when he blinked, the world seemed to tip on edge. Ragnar took a moment to steady himself, 
claiming a deep breath. He would not allow exhaustion to overcome his strength. When he glimpsed movement, he turned back to Elena. You should return to the boat, he commanded. Stay there until we know what's happening. He didn't want her caught in a battle if the Irish misunderstood their reasons for coming here. She shook her head. If I stay there alone, I'm unprotected. Ragnar started to argue, but she insisted. I'm not going back. I'll stay here at the water's edge, but I need to be on land. Behind me, then, he acceded. Before they could venture another step, he stopped to look at her. Her sea-green eyes held him captive, her skin as pale as milk. So many nights he dreamed of sinking his hands into her fiery hair, claiming her soft lips in a kiss. Is something wrong? she asked.